Good morning, everybody. Good morning, good morning. Beautiful day today. I am so happy to see how the weather is taking us directly into summer, right? Some of you, I know, you are already enjoying the, the sun, and uh, some of us are getting a little bit tan now. Not because we were looking for it, but we needed it yesterday to work outside. Thank you, Dan, one more time for your work out there. Today we are going to have a beautiful service. The title is The Anointing. And I'm going to take good time to explain to you what are all the implications of the anointing of the good Lord. We thank you, Lord, for your love and your mercy. We thank you, Father, that we can come to your house and so gratefully tell you how much we appreciate everything you do for us. Thank you, Father, for life. Thank you, Lord, for our health, for our vehicles, transportation. Thank you, Father, for this place that we have all the things that we need to worship you, Lord. In the name of Jesus, receive our adoration now. Amen.
He is so awesome. He is fantastically awesome. Super fantastic, totally awesome. And you know what? That's what my, uh, that's what my nephew says. <laughs> <laughs> right. Super fantastic, totally awesome. Guys, you know something? Sometimes you probably feel like, I just don't know what to do. Uh, I don't know what to do with these bills that I have to pay. Or perhaps you are thinking, how can I uh, be happy today when I am hurting so much? Why is it possible? I don't know how can I do to, to, to really get the energy and be the Christian that the, the Lord wants me to be when I am struggling with these problems in my workplace. How can I be happy when my car doesn't work, right? How can I be happy when somebody has, for instance, somebody watching right now is, and has a child in prison? How can I be happy? How can I sing to the Lord when, when I don't have any money? It's just the 10th of the month that I am already out of funds, right? Sometimes we feel like that. But you know what the Lord says? That we need to praise him all the time. Regardless. So this song, we composed this song, Tracy, and I sit down at the piano and wrote this song this week. And I want to share with you, we are going to sing, and I hope that you can follow. The, the lyrics are very simple, but I think you, you will be able to do it. The title is, I Will Celebrate.
deserves the glory and praise. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And you know what? For real, for real, we need to learn, guys, just to celebrate the name of the Lord regardless what's going on. Because he deserves the glory and praise, right? Imagine you have a kid. You love your kid. You do everything for your kid. You provide for him. But your kid has trouble in the school. Your, he, your kid has trouble uh, playing outside. And he comes back to you. Have you done anything wrong to your kid? No. He just got troubled, right, in the school, outside playing. So when you, when you see your kid coming back to the house, you expect that he will come to, to say, hey, I love you, Dad. I love you, Mom, right? Same thing is with the Lord. He is not responsible for all the troubles that we all face, right? So he deserves the glory, honor, and adoration. Very happy to be here. And remember, guys, we pray every week for all our needs. So please fill out your praise, your praise report if you have one or your prayer request at the same time. Any testimonies? If you have a testimony, please write it down. Tell me, Gian, I have this awesome testimony this week. And I have one. But I want to know, is, is anybody here? Who wants to share a testimony? Something amazing happened in your life? Not a testimony, but the fact is, you said every week we pray for each other and for all. We should be expecting that miracle, that answered prayer. Right. Not just throwing up a prayer to heaven and hoping that <laughs> we hit a jackpot. No, he hears us. Well, yeah. And we should expect that answered prayer. That's right. But the thing is, you and I and others here, um, I, I go up, everybody here in the church, we all, we pray to the true God. That's right. That's why we, we are uh, confident that our prayers are being heard and he will respond to our prayers. But some people, I don't know what kind of God they are praying to. Is <laughs> the, the truth. Is the truth. Sometimes they don't know. Sometimes they don't realize how powerful and who God is. It's true. They need to learn to do that. I, I lived a beautiful experience yesterday. I got a surprise you know, it, we work here in the church hard. We did a lot of stuff, and it was hot. I came to the house, took a shower. You know, honestly, I think that the other end wasn't working that great. I needed a shower with urgency. So I am all clean. I'm laying down in the bed, and then Tracy says to me, there is a package here for you, a package I for me. Knew about. <laughs> and, you know... I love packages, right? I always like the packages. So I thought, what is the package? And then I see that the package is not directed to me. The package <laughs> is, <laughs> is directed to, to my daughter, to Natalie. And I yeah, said... She put her name and then our address. <laughs> I'm going, oh, Matt. <laughs> so Natalie mailed me my Father's Day present. And it's a beautiful silver spoon. It says, that's... Spoon. No. no, that's ice cream. That's ice cream spoon. That, that's she what it is. She sent that because she says, I know you. <laughs> and there's a video of it on Facebook, and it's just it's uh, hilarious. That is my testimony. A beautiful present from my daughter. And I, I love you, Natalie. Thank you so much. She said to me in the Facebook thing, Dad, I miss you so much. I cannot tell you how much I miss you. And I said, Well, what if you come? She's from for Guatemala. An, so. <laughs> come for, for another vacation or trip or whatever. That's right. Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus, Lord. We want to pray for Keisha's nephew and his family, the wife and children. They're having family troubles and marriage issues, Father. 
And Lord, we're praying for Byron's grandmother who has dementia and hospice had to come in this week. Father, you are still on your throne. You are still answering prayers. You still are helping families and you are bringing marriages back together. You still are the healer. None of this has gone away. And Lord, we trust in you. We have faith in you. We believe, Lord, and we know that you are going to answer all these prayers and bring a good report in the name of Jesus.
no one like you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You are great. You are great, Lord. Let's sing it, honey. You are great. You do miracles so great. There is no one else like you. There is no one else like you. You are great. You do miracles so great. There is no one else like you. Jesus, Lord Jesus, we lift your name on high. We lift your name on high, Lord. Awesome, Lord. Awesome, Lord. You deserve it, Lord. The glory, the honor, and adoration. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. Thank you, sweetheart. I was so beautiful. Being in the presence of the Lord, you experience His presence, and now is the time for you to tease me, right? Are you going to tease me? Sure. The amazing message. Oh. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'd love for you to tease me with this. You know something? Uh, please remind me at the end of the service to, to talk with Brandon. You know what he did to me today? We are in a greeting, right? And he said to me, oh, in, in addition to your spoon, you also are going to use a knife for, you, for your ice cream. <laughs> and you know why, you know why, right? Because, you know, you know, Tony. Okay, so, okay. I forgive you. I just don't forget. <laughs> just, just kidding, just kidding. Oh, wow. This is Rosa. Rosa. Oh, I am so happy to see you, Rosa. And I, I know the Lord is going to bless you today. You are already a blessing for us. Please have a seat. And somebody, please give her a bulletin to Miss Rosa. All right. Today we are going to talk about the anointing. And I, and I know that most Christians have heard that word, anointing, but they have no clue what is this all about. Anointing, some people consider it is a physical action of putting oil on somebody, right? Mm -hmm. Which is the source of the concept of the anointing, right? But uh, what we know is the application uh, in today's world of the anointing is, is way beyond that. It has to do with, but it's way beyond that. So I'm, I want to share with you several ideas this morning, and uh, I, I am so excited with this. The, you, know, you know, guys, that we ministers, 
we don't come up with these ideas to preach. Well, some people, some minister might, but usually a true minister cannot come up with concept. Because let's suppose that a minister is like this bottle, right? What makes this bottle special is the water, it's not the bottle. So what makes a minister special is not his ability to speak or teach or share or come up with things, you know, is, is what is within him, what is inside, which is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit reveals to us ministers what is what we need to speak every week, you know. I deliver two, message, two messages every single week, but I don't come up with those ideas. I just study the scripture and I pray, and then I receive from the Lord. So today, this message already ministered me incredibly. But I, I know that some of you will love to hear all that I, I am sharing today in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Reading from the Gospel of Luke, chapter number 4, verse 18. It's the Lord Jesus, right? In the synagogue, he opens the rolls of the prophet Isaiah, and he reads, and he says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has chosen me to tell good news to the poor. He sent me to tell prisoners that they are free and to tell the blind that they can see again. He sent me to set free those who have been oppressed. That is the anointing. The anointing basically is the support from the good Lord God Almighty in the life of a person. That is the anointing. The Somebody can say, I am anointed when has the support of the Lord in everything this person does. Not necessarily that there are not going to be troubles. Because troubles are part of life. Right? It's, it's impossible not to have trouble. It's impossible. Unless you are dead. <laughs> right? Other than that, we all are going to face troubles. So the anointing of the Lord, this particular passage, this anointing came so the Lord Jesus could go and tell, tell the good news to the poor. Tell, right? Watch this. He sent me to tell, second time, right? The prisoners that they have, they are free. And to tell, a third time, to tell the blind that they can see again. He sent me to set free those who have been oppressed. So the, the anointing that the Lord Jesus had wasn't a power that was given to him to speak and present certain truths to people. But also the anointing came with the power to set the oppressed free. Okay, so let's go to the matter of this topic. The first thing that I want you to understand is that everyone says that we have a huge enemy and uh, sometimes there is a confusion about the enemies. One thing you need to understand, my friend, is that people are not your enemy. Oh, you don't know my mother-in-law, somebody says. Well, you are right. I don't know your mother-in-law. But I know that your mother-in-law is not your enemy. She's just another person. 
yeah, but she treats me pretty bad, Gian. You have no idea. You don't know how my brother-in-law is. You don't know how my supervisor is. You don't know how my spouse is. You don't know how my children are. They act like they are my enemies. Maybe, but they are not your enemies. They are people. And remember the Lord Jesus said, if someone offends you, you should forgive. And remember that. He said, you need to pray for your enemies. You remember? So people, you cannot see people as your enemies. But you need to understand that you have enemies. And basically, you have three enemies. The first one is Satan. You notice that there is a lowercase s? I don't give him to that bug cockroach, dirty, whatever else. I don't give him the credit to have a capital S in my screen, ever. And you know why? Because he doesn't deserve it. He is already defeated. The blood of our Lord Jesus Christ bought us, paid the price for your salvation. So you are already blessed with the salvation. And there is no way that Satan can come and get you. He, the Lord Jesus says, once you are in my hand, nobody can take you out of my hand. You understand? And he, Satan, is confined in hell. He is not driving around and just walking through the streets to see who is there. You know, no, that's not true. But it's your enemy. Now, some people say, when they are failing in life, oh, the devil is attacking me. Satan got me. No. No, no, it's not Satan. And I will tell you, if you review the story of our Lord Jesus Christ, he was tempted, he was attacked by Satan. But how many times when you read the Gospels, basically was in one occasion when he was tempted three times. And that's it. Now, imagine those people that they are saying, Satan is attacking me. Wait, it's like they are saying, I am that important. My life is so relevant in the history of human life that Satan is attacking me all the time. You see how silly is that? It's because the person wants to give too much importance to himself. So you have to understand, Satan is already defeated. You have authority in the name of Jesus over Satan. And he is not... In the streets, he is not driving on 42nd. Don't misunderstand that. Now, is your enemy. Eventually, down the line in the future, he will, set, he will be set free for a thousand years. No, no, no. Not a thousand years. I, I, take that, I take that back. He will set free for a while during the time when the church is in control in the future. But right now, Satan is... Confined. All right. The second enemy you have is evil practices. When you are practicing some things that are wrong, basically when you do what is wrong, that is your enemy, right? But it's in your head. If you are doing something that you know is wrong, for instance, you don't want to forgive. You are... Uh, full of resentment against somebody, if you are uh, mean to people intentionally, if you are disrespectful, 
If you are stealing things, do you understand? Those kind of evil practices, that is your enemy. And the third enemy is your own flesh. It's when you simply do not want <clears throat> to obey the Bible. There are three points here. You refuse, the person refuses to obey the Bible, and the person wants to please himself rather than pleasing God. And the third thing is, the person likes to praise himself instead of praising the name of our Lord God. That is when the person is defeated by his own flesh. So you need to hear what you are saying when you are talking. And if you could record yourself how many times you are giving glory to God for what is happening in your life. Oh, my God, my car got fixed. What, what you should say after that? Thanks to the good Lord. I got paid. Praise Jesus. I came back home after a long day of work. Thank you, Lord. Do you understand? That is the right thing to do. Is when you are giving glory to the Lord instead of trying to, to say, I, I could fix my car, you know? It was very difficult to find that mechanic. It was hard to find the parts, but I got it done. Do you understand? As your own flesh, you're trying to get the attention to yourself again. Okay, so those are the three enemies. Okay, when the Lord Jesus had the anointing and he is walking through the cities in Jerusalem and Bethlehem and Galilee and all those towns, he found different kind of people in, in, with health problems. One of the health problems that he saw is so many people were blind. So many people were blind. And he healed all of them. I will give you scriptures in a minute. But what is interesting is the first time this is what happened. It says, John chapter 9, verse 32. This is the first time we have ever heard of anyone healing the eyes of someone born blind. So people were really amazed about it. They said, what? He healed the blind man? Really? That is interesting. How that happened, right? But after that, listen, listen what happens. <clears throat> I am in nine in I'm sorry. John 9:32, right? And now in Matthew 12:22-24. Another example. Here the disciples say, people say this man was blind and could not talk because he had a demon inside him. He had a what? I don't believe in demons, Jan. I believe in God, but I don't believe in demons. Okay, so you are wrong. Because the Bible talks about it. Are you reading the Bible with me? Because if you are reading the Bible, it says clearly that this man had a demon inside him. And Jesus healed the man, and he could talk and see. Right? The Lord, his anointing was able that with power... He healed the blind and also set him free. Set him free. Right? Okay. All the people were amazed at what Jesus did. They said, maybe he is the promised son of David. So when the Jews started to see the miracles the Lord Jesus is, are, is doing, they said, maybe. 
Maybe he is the Messiah. Right? Maybe. Unfortunately, not everybody will see the Lord Jesus or Christianity or yourself. Not everyone will see you with good eyes. You know that. There are people that will just dislike you simply because there is something inside of you that is different. You have the light and they are in darkness. They don't like that. Okay? But listen what happens exactly there. The Pharisees accused the Lord Jesus of using the power of darkness to heal people. And there is when the gossip started. Accusations against the Lord Jesus because he was healing people and they said, Oh, yeah, he is using the power of darkness. Here's what, what the Lord Jesus says about it. <clears throat> Excuse me. Matthew 15, 14, he says, Stay away from the Pharisees. They lead the people, but they are like blind men leading other blind men. That is in Matthew 15, 14. You have it in your bulletins. When, when the Pharisees were accusing the Lord Jesus, he said, hey, listen, do not listen to these people. They are religious, but they are blind. How a blind person can lead others? Anyone has access to the Bible today? Anyone has access to social media? Anyone can copy and paste and preach, correct? Is that doable? Yeah. And anyone can take that scripture and, and write something underneath, right? Correct? Anyone can do that. You don't need to, to go to school to do that. Copy, paste, type, hit, send, right? All right. But that is more or less what I want you to see. Sometimes people, they are, they are acting like Pharisees. They are clothed in religiosity. It's just religion. But they don't know what they are saying. And, and some of them, they, they are just a manipulation of people. They, man, they are all, all the time trying to manipulate others. And some people buy it. And they say, yeah, yeah, you're right. I have seen people with zero training in biblical matters going into the adventure of starting churches and groups. Sometimes they do it illegally, for real. They meet in places, they start collecting money, and it's all illegal. They are not following what the law says, right? And the person that is leading that group is not qualified. That is what we are talking about here. Some people just listen to somebody who says, yeah, that makes sense. And they, they don't understand because they are blind. And there is one blind person leading the, the pack. You know? Where are you going? To the cliff. Why? Because everyone is going to the cliff. Let's jump. They say it is fun. It's just like that. People are not trained. Do you know that in these days, there are people using all kind of fake stuff? It's not legit. But let's suppose, let's suppose somebody goes online and finds 
an online <laughs> school that will certify you as a dentist in 15 hours of training. This person goes, pays $150, responds to the test, right? Gives them the certificate, and then already is a dentist in 15 hours after $150, right? Now, this person prints that thing and puts it in a frame and then goes to another store that prints that thing outside of a house and says, dentist. Is that possible? Yeah. Well, the same thing happens with churches. <laughs> People with no training whatsoever, they go online, they download a, form, download a form, they put their name, they pay the fee, they print the certification, and then, voila, I'm an ordained minister. Let me ask you this. Imagine you are a dentist, and you pay tuition, you studied for at least six years, you put a lot of effort, and you have your clinic there, and across the street, this guy that put the online sign, you know, they got the online dentist certification, puts his dentistry as well. How would you feel about it? You know, sooner or later, people will realize the other person is just is, is, is fake, is not real. When someone goes to school and gets the training formally, that person will have the anointing of God behind him. But there is a price to pay. And that is what the Lord Jesus was telling here. Watch out, he says. Those, are, those guys are blind. Okay. Now, there are surprises throughout the ministry of the Lord Jesus. And one of these is, is located in Mark chapter 8, verse 22 to 26, when it says that the Lord Jesus spit on the men's eyes. Have you ever read this passage before? What would you do, child? Let's suppose you are blind. And you heard about the Lord Jesus, that he can cure the blind. You go there. And then the Lord Jesus is standing in front of you, and he spits on your eyes. And you just get it. <laughs> what would you do, Charlie? What will we do? We are next to him. And then we see that Jesus is spitting on somebody's eyes. Wow, buddy. Well, let me ask you. Am, am, I, am I inventing this scripture? No. This is the reality. And I want you to see this because the Lord is non-conventional. He will do things his way. And he was not asking permission. Blind, dear blind, may I spit on your eyes? No. The Lord will do whatever he has to do with whoever he wants to do something. He doesn't need to ask for permission for something like that. The result is what matters. Charlie was there, right? And then he, she sees the Lord Jesus spitting on Chad's eyes. And she goes, whoa, buddy. <laughs> and Chad is like, what happened? My face is wet. What's going what go, I can see. 
I can see. I bet that day everyone was saying, can you spit on me, please? I don't care. Spit on me all that you want, but kill me, please. Do you understand? Because the result is what matters. Who cares how much you have to suffer sometimes through, something, through some things? Who cares if the result is going to bring what you want and you need in your life? Right? And the Lord is good. He wasn't humiliating this blind. The Lord wasn't thinking, I want to show them my power today. No. That, that was not his intention. Power spit, you know? He didn't do it with that intention. He wanted to show that he is not conventional. He will treat everyone in a different way. The way that he will talk to you is not the way that he will talk to her, or for everyone is different. Again, Jesus laid his Hands on the men's eyes, and the men opened them wide, and then he was able to see everything clearly. There are other scriptures. Matthew 15, 30, and 21, 14 talks about many others being healed. They were blind. And he was doing it the way that he wanted it. <laughs> I cannot imagine what other ways he was healing blinds, but I think it was pretty cool. I would love to see something like that. With this guy, Bartimaeus, it was more interesting, the process of healing him. First of all, there are two, two parts of the scripture that describe this, the, this incident. One is in Mark 10, 46 to 52, and the other is in Luke 18, 35 through 43. When these guys brought Bartimaeus to the Lord Jesus, and he was yelling, right? Jesus, son of David, heal me. And he was screaming because he needed help. The Lord Jesus asked him, what do you want me to do for you? <laughs> what kind of question is that? The, hello, I am blind. Ding, 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 ding. What do you think, Jesus? I want to see. But there, is, there are reasons why he asked the question. The Lord wants you to speak. Let me say it again. The Lord wants you to speak. But he can read my mind. My prayers are, he can, he can see my heart. Fine. Now listen to this. The Lord wants you to speak. So he's not going to heal me if I don't speak? Listen again. The Lord wants you to speak. Communication is essential in the kingdom. How the whole universe was created. But how? How the universe was created by God? He spoke. He spoke. He still speaks. And he will always speak. That is what we need to do. We need to speak. That's why I disagree when we are in the table and people are just... What is that? Speak. 
What do you want? Somebody comes in and they, they what is that? Close the door. We will just speak and I will understand, right? We cannot do business if we do not speak, right? <clears throat> there is not going to be a good relationship if we don't speak. That's why the Lord wanted him to speak. He always wants us to speak. I told you several times, speak your prayers. Take it seriously. In the morning, get your chair, get your Bible, get your notebook, and what else? Your victory church pen. <laughs> I told you all the time the same thing, right? Get your Bible, get your notebook, and get your victory church pen. Because you need to write notes. Then when the Lord is talking to you and you are reading that passage of, passage of the scripture and you understand something, you're going to write it down. Because that is the way that you will learn more and more about God's word. And he will give you instructions. He will put desires in your heart. And then is when you will be able to organize your life. When you take your time to reflect. Do you like to go to a house that is a mess and you don't know where is what? Where is the sugar? Somewhere I put it. Do you have spoons? Yes, somewhere. I know I have some. Oh my gosh. I don't want to touch that spoon. Who knows where the spoons are? Are they clean? Who knows? You understand? Organization. The kingdom of the Lord, the whole universe, everything that the Lord does works organized. Everything. You know, the earth is in rotation 24-7, right? And at the same time, in, the same, in, in translation, around the sun for 365, 66 days, for a year. It's organized. The earth doesn't go here and then, hey, Mars. Hello, Jupiter. Hey, hey, moon. Moon, hey, come with me. No, no, guys. Gravity. Everything works in, in an organized way. You have to get it. You need to be organized. You have to communicate right. When you do your devotion, if you take your devotion seriously, the Lord will take you seriously. Take your time to pray every morning. Seriously, grab a chair. Don't make the mistake of grabbing a bottle, bottle of water and grabbing a banana, jumping in the car. And with the banana in your mouth, you say, thank you, Lord, for my day. <laughs> Don't make that mistake. Do not make that mistake. Listen, 10 minutes less of sleep is not going to hurt you. 10 minutes. Grab your Bible, your notebook, and what else? Your church and your Victory Church pen. And write your notes. Right? Yes. What do you want? Well, I, I, I want to see. And then the Lord Jesus says, well, you are healed because you believed. Now, get this, guys. You take your time in the morning. You grab your chair, your Bible, your notebook, your Victory Church pen. And you start your prayers. <clears throat> and you say, good morning, dear God. 
<clears throat> well, this is the first time that I'm talking to you this way. I kind of awkward. Hello, are you here with me, Lord? I guess. I really hope. I really hope nobody's looking at me because they will think that I'm crazy. How embarrassing. Well, I want you to know, Lord, that I am grateful for this day and I'm going to read uh, one psalm today. Uh, thank you. Amen. And then you read the psalm. The Lord is my shepherd. He will provide blah, 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 blah. Amen. The Lord is my shepherd. Wow. So many verses. I didn't get all. But the Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. Shepherd. Are you calling me an animal, Lord? I'm a sheep. What is that? Etc. 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 You take that conversation seriously, even if you are struggling with, then you will start to believe. Because you are taking that time to pray seriously. And the next day, your devotion will be better than that. You will say, hello, again, hello. <laughs> right? And I have my notebook here, Lord. And let me review quickly what happened yesterday in our relationship. <laughs> and, uh, ah, you are my shepherd, Psalm 23. That was good. I want to understand a little bit more. Can you tell me something, Lord, today? You speak your prayers, you take your time and your devotion, you start to develop more faith and you will believe more of what you are saying. You understand? Okay, that was Bartimaeus. <clears throat> this other guy, he was asking the question, actually everyone was asking me why he was born blind. And the Lord Jesus said, he was born blind so that he could be used to show what great things God can do. God, what great things God can do. Sometimes we ask ourselves the question, right? Lord, if I'm trying to do the right thing, why these things happen to me? You know, I'm working hard in the company, Lord, and I am following the procedure, and why my supervisor is being mean to me? Lord, you know, I'm helping everybody, and I just, and then I got ill. Why, why this illness? I don't understand, Lord. I do not understand. Quite often we ask that question ourselves. Why? Why? And the Lord says, because it could be used to show what great things God can do. Because when you are in the midst of your trouble, you don't know what the Lord is going to do to fix that situation, how this is going to end. And it's going to be sensational. But now... Here we go again with the spitting. In this case, here is the Lord now. He spit on the dirt and made some mud and put it into the, in, on the men's eyes. So now let's change the, the player here. Charlie is the blind, hypothetically speaking, and Chad is the, the, the one next to her. And then the Lord goes and spits on the dirt, makes the mud, and he gets this mud and puts it in, in your eyes. And child is just looking. And you're like, what? what's happening? What's happening? Right? Again, the Lord will do what he has to do the way that he thinks works best. We just trust in him. 
And then he says, go and wash in Siloam pool. So the men went to the pool, washed, and came back. He was now able to see. Little steps of faith will take you where the Lord wants you to be. There are miracles that will happen in people's lives if they take the first step and then go to the next step and go to the next step. There are two sets of blind men. One is in Matthew 20 and the other is in Matthew 9. They are two blind men. And to one of these guys in Matthew 20, the Lord Jesus asked him the same question. What do you want? And to the other two, he says, do you believe? Do you believe? Do you believe in me? Do you believe that I can do something in your life? And by speaking is where you are going to find solutions. You know, the story of Paul is a fascinating story. And you have it in the back of your bulletin, right? It's from Acts 26, verse 14 to 18. And I'm not going to read the whole thing. But you know what? There is a point when the Lord Jesus said to him, you are persecuting me. Sometimes people could be against the Lord and not knowing what they are doing. <laughs> they are just blind. Blind. But when he got healed, Paul got healed, the Lord God Almighty told them what was the purpose of this. And I want to read it with you. It says, you will make them able to understand the truth. Who? Those who are in darkness. They will turn, turn away from darkness to the light. They will turn away from the power of Satan and they will turn to God. Then their sins can be forgiven and they can be given a place among God's people. Those who have been made holy by believing in me. Someone like Paul, he, he was able to see, but in his wrong ideas, he was persecuting the Lord Jesus. Some people are just like that. Sometimes they, they don't understand why they are doing what they are doing. And they are against churches and against pastors. And, and they just hate Christianity. And they don't know what they are doing. Like Paul. But there is hope. Because if the Lord could do something in the life of Paul, it's possible that the Lord can do in the life of others that today are persecuting the church. And who knows? Maybe they will be used like Paul. He says, they will turn away from the power of Satan and they will turn to God. It can happen. Why people are sometimes acting in a very strange way and you think something is wrong with this fella, right? There is something wrong in this picture and you, you just don't get it. It's called deception. Deception is a concept Deception is when someone thinks something, but really it's not his idea. He's just like blind. Right? 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 26 says, The devil has trapped them and now makes them do. Do you see that? The devil has trapped them and now makes them do what he wants. But maybe they can wake up to see what is happening and free themselves. From the devil's trap. Free themselves. 
My friends, sometimes we all are mistaken. Sometimes we can be confused. Sometimes we can be deceived. And we just think, this is the way that it is. This is the way that I am. And this is the way that will be. There is, there is a deception working behind scenes. But there is a way to get out of that. It's to, at least to give the benefit of the doubt to somebody that can see the problem from outside. And that is what I suggest all the time to everybody. I am not going to get tired to tell you the same story about myself because this is what I can share. That I have at least seven individuals that I am accountable to and they act as mentors for myself. And I go to them at least once a week to tell what's going on because I need to hear from them how they see the story of my life. Why do I do that? I do it, number one, because I'm used to do it. I was trained to do it. And I learned the importance of doing it, to be accountable and have a mentor. Because that mentor will help me to see things that I can't see. Once a week, I'm on the phone, or emailing, or texting, or visiting in person. Skype, FaceTime. I need to know. This is what is happening. What do you see in this picture? And I gave them okay and authorization to tell me what they see. And this is a relationship that I have with these individuals for many, many years. It's not a new thing to me. Because I really appreciate that relationship with my mentors. They help me to see what I can't see. That's why I suggest everybody practice that. Find mentors, people that can help you, someone that loves you, that cares for you, that you can be accountable and tell them, this is what, I, what, what, I, what is happening. You are a lady, do what my wife does. She has also ladies that she needs to talk to, and, and she does the same thing. Sometimes we as a couple, we go to couples, and sometimes it's just me talking to another pastor, or sometimes it's her talking to another lady. Who knows, maybe you are deceived. Do you think it's possible? No, 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 I know, I am right. Just there, you told me you are deceived. Sometimes we are deceived. We, we just can't see the, the truth. Because we, are, we just think, this is it. That's it. But what if, what if you give the opportunity to somebody to analyze this particular situation and let this person with experience, with wisdom, with understanding, tells you how this person sees the situation. Look, in order to be free from deception, is the person itself. None of my mentors have ever set me free from deception. It doesn't work that way. Listen, it says, maybe they can what? Wake up to see what is happening and free what? 
themselves from what? The devil's trap. Deception. Deception is a reality in life. The anointing of the Lord Jesus Christ that comes upon us believers to tell. You see that? To tell. Three times. To tell, to tell, to tell. And then to set free to the oppressed one. The, am I oppressed? Well, I don't know. But the oppressed ones, they need deliverance. In our case, when we are deceived, we have to free ourselves by saying, you know what? This is just not right. I got to do something about it. This is not working and I need to change this because this is not what the Lord wants me to do. But that is your job. That is your job. It's your life and you need to think about how that can happen. Now, let's continue with the, the promises from the Lord. Isaiah chapter 35, 5. He says, then the eyes of the blind will be opened so that they can see and the ears of the deaf will be opened so they can hear. It's a promise. The promise is that the Lord will do that. He will come to us and show us what is right and what is wrong. And with the anointing that Psalm 146.8 states, The Lord makes the blind see again. The Lord helps those who are in trouble. The Lord loves those who do right. You see? In order to do it right, you need to have the confirmation that that is the right thing to do. But if you are the kind of person that you know it all, good luck, my friend. If you are listening or watching today, I want to tell you something, my friend. If you think that you know it all, good luck, my friend. And that is a wrong path. If you don't want to listen the rest of this message for what I am saying, it's your problem. But you need to listen to this. You don't know at all. I don't care how many degrees you have, or how old you are, or how much money you have, or what is your position where you work. But you don't know at all. In fact, that is a wrong idea. You are deceived. That is exactly the issue. We need to be humble ourselves. And say, Lord, I, I, I need help here. I need help. I'm in the midst of something and I need to see this situation. Somebody has to see it from outside. Somebody has to see it from outside. The Lord will provide people that love you. And will help you to see the problem from their perspective. That's what it says here. This blind in John chapter 9, who was born blind, he was interviewed, interrogated, researched, investigated. What is the story with you? And after all those questions, this is what he says. This is his conclusion. I do know this. I was blind and now I can see. You guys can say this and that, la, 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 but I know this. I was blind, and now I can see. And that is what the Lord wants us to be, to be able to see.
John chapter 8, 32. You will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. You will know the truth. When you don't know the truth, there is no way that you can be free. The truth about everything in your life, your spirituality, your way of thinking, your money management, everything, your relationships, your commitment to the Lord, your commitment to the church, everything. You will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. If you don't feel free, if you feel that there is something that is not right in your life, and I'm speaking to everybody, but especially those who are listening and watching, maybe what you need is to just to give your heart to the Lord, your whole heart. And how, how do you do that? It's just by admitting that you have sinned. Just admit it and say, Lord, I have sinned. Obviously, I'm doing something wrong, and I don't know how to fix it. But maybe you can help me, because things are not going well in my life. I have this problem, and this other problem, and this other problem. And you know what, Lord? I'm not happy. That's the bottom line. I am not happy, and I don't understand why. If you are feeling that way, is this is the moment for you to surrender and say, Lord, I need you. I need you. <coughs> and the grace of the Lord is in such a way that he, he comes upon us and just pours his precious blood upon us to wash us and cleanse us in the name of Jesus. So we can all say, I am forgiven and saved by faith in Jesus. This year, I will become more, more spiritual. And now... You remember this song? I was blind, but I can see. What if we stand up and we all sing together?
thank you, dear Lord, for your love, your mercy, your compassion. We receive the forgiveness that we need in our lives, Lord. And with this peace, we go home to enjoy the day, Lord, and be useful for your glory. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Thank you so much for coming up today to church, friends, and to our viewers and listeners. Have a beautiful Sunday evening. Amen. <laughs>